Welcome to the What's Your Story podcast. Hi, I'm Ron Cogman from Brandon, and I welcome you to join us each week to explore stories in this real changing digital world. Stories from real business leaders, CEOs, and marketers, bringing to life all the topics to help grow your business and your brand. Join us each week, and I look forward to the story and the discussion. Well, good morning, everybody. This is the What's Your Story podcast, and hi, I'm Ron Coughlin, your host today. And we are going to continue along with our discussion about uh, the new normal and what's next and what's happening in organizations. And I have a guest today that I've been working with through this whole process and his company named uh, Tony Carvello, and he's the CEO and president of a company that works in the hospitality industry, actually services the hospitality industry. Uh, with various types of skill-based games that he puts into restaurants. But I'm not going to get into that much because Tony can talk much more about, about that and about his company and what's been happening. So good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm good, Ron. Thank you. So How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Now, you've been through quite a rigmarole, I guess. Uh, all the restaurants shut down, and that's where you make most of your revenue from people going into restaurants and playing games. So... <clears throat> Why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, what you do, and then we'll talk about that what happened over the past two years and what you've been doing lately and how you've been recovering and helping the industry as well. Sure. So um, Godskill has been around since about 2013 and 2016. We uh, went into the marketplace and what we've done is we developed games with our partners and we place these games in hospitality and uh, entertainment venues and people can play them and they're all sort of casino type games but we've made modifications to these games so that uh, we are compliant with the criminal code people play them they have fun they can win cash mm. and we have a, a revenue um, split where the uh, the establishment makes a certain percentage uh, we give 2% to Mothers Against Drunk Driving, and um, that's basic, basically the uh, what, what God's skill does. Okay. <clears throat> so you, when you were, uh, were it's, let's go back two years. You know, you were trugging along and getting traction with your products in the hospitality world and, you know, getting, getting more and more locations adding on. Then, bang, the pandemic hit and uh, restaurants closed. So... What happened and what did you have to do with your company? Uh, you obviously had to make some hard choices at that point in time. Um, basically, we went to virtually zero revenue when the uh, pandemic uh, started. I guess we're now going back to March of 2020. And um, I think we were fortunate. We decided earlier on that we, we would uh, make a commitment to our staff. <coughs> And um, other than uh, a short period of time, everybody was paid uh, 100%. Obviously, we took advantage of the, uh, the wage support from the federal government. But, um, and uh, we just basically buckled down and uh, waited for it to end. And um, again, we were fortunate. I think by the summer of 2020, business started uh, uh, opening up again in the hospitality and entertainment sector. 
And uh, one of the things we did earlier on, uh, we made a commitment. Um, you know, this industry is obviously is our business, and if, without this industry, so we decided to do a rebate, and we gave fifty percent of what money we earned from these establishments hmm. back to them to a maximum of five thousand dollars. And uh, you know, I think uh, got skilled and our staff and our team. We are uh, quite quite proud, and we gave just over four hundred thousand dollars back to these various establishments. Oh, that's that's awesome! And so, how did you do this? Did you go and do a check presentation, or what? what how did this happen? Uh, so we get paid weekly, and then on a monthly basis, we would give whatever money we took. We gave fifty percent. We would credit these establishments, okay. uh, and I think we, at, at the end, I think we did three or four credits over that time period. Uh, so that's, that's what we did. Okay. So the good thing was you didn't have to lay a lot of people off and, and you kept paying people, which was really great. Not a lot of companies did that. Um, but um, how did this affect your employees? Did, did, did you have, do you have any stories about uh, what you felt, how your employees did through this whole time? And um, I'm not a big proponent of working from home, but we were forced to do that. Yep. So we started coming back two days a week, three days a week, four days a week, so that by uh, by the time uh, hospitality was reopened, we were back, I think, four or five days a week. Um, I, I mean, I think uh, everyone in their own way struggled with this. Uh, you know, mm. great, I have all this time off, but I, but I think it, it was a difficult road for everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly the vaccine, uh, uh, not everybody is 100% behind getting vaccinated mm -hmm. and certainly not right away. And so that caused a few hiccups, but um, we're here. Yeah. So let's take a look at uh, now. So you, you've been able to reopen. I think you're, a lot of your staff go in five days a week now or four days a week. All of them go back five days, five days, back a week. Five days a week. And um, you've been operating. And how, now you had some 270 locations around the province, but did you lose any during the COVID uh, situation? Uh, just before COVID, uh, we were actually at about 290. And, oh, wow. Uh, we lost close to about 120, 130 locations. Mm. Uh, the vast majority of them were locations that just unfortunately, uh, closed their doors permanently. There was a few that sort of changed their um, their approach. Uh, they went from a bar to more of a family restaurant and we were no longer a fit, but the vast majority closed the doors. Uh, we've been able to pick up some new business uh, since things re uh, reopened in, uh, I guess, June of, uh, of this year. So we're up, we're back to about 220, 225 locations. But we lost a lot of locations and it's, you know, it's, each of those locations were, uh, you know, somebody's business, uh, somebody's employer, uh, somebody's dream, somebody's uh, mm. life savings. And it, it was sad. Yeah, I mean, a lot of organ companies haven't been able to make it through this or they've struggled and gone into debt. Um, most luckily have taken care of themselves through this subsidies from the government. But some people have applied for them and not even got them. So it becomes a tough situation for some. Luckily, the government has, has new programs in place for the travel, tourism, and hospitality industry right now. Um, 
Now, you also did something to help out people during the pandemic. You started a fund for the restaurant and bar category. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that fund and what it does and, and how you raise the money and different things? We started the restaurant and bar support fund. Mm. And, uh, you know, we, we had uh, big goals. And the idea was that we would fundraise through GoFundMe and through the corporate sector. Uh, you know, a lot of companies make a lot of money uh, supplying the, the hospitality and entertainment uh, industry. And we would then, we, we formed a, a grant committee and we were going to give grants to uh, bars and restaurants. So they weren't loans, they didn't have to pay them back. There was a couple of things they had to, to, to have to qualify. But that was the, the plan and we, we thought we would do it for about a year. And um, we've now closed the fund. Um, unfortunately, for a variety of reasons, we were not able to raise as much funds as we thought, um, both on from an individual basis. And what we were asking was, you know, everybody chip in the cost of uh, going out for a meal, you know, 25 bucks, $30. So um, we were not able to raise as much funds as, as we thought we would. We kicked, mm -hmm. uh, got scale kicked in some money and some other corporate partners. Um, at the end, when it's all over, we'll probably will have helped about um, close to 50 bars and restaurants mm -hmm. with uh, grants of anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000. Very um, nice. Yeah. You know, it's not life changing, but I guess, and what, what we heard from everyone's received the funds, every little bit helps. So, um, you know, we did what we could. Yeah. Well, that's a great story. I mean, a lot of companies are thinking about themselves and you were thinking about your your customers customers and who are your customers too i obviously but and helping them uh by giving back and i think that's a great initiative and i think that that should help you with good relationships with your clients obviously you know doing a cause the initiative that really touches the heartstrings of not only the people that you serve but also is usually a great initiative for any organization and it's one that a lot of big companies have done. And I think that you it's a really great thing that you guys have done. Now, I want to think about a couple things here. So you're open now, and and we got this Omnicom variant happening now again. So what, what do you think is next out there in terms of the, the restaurant category? Um, I think I think the, the industry is facing uh, two things. One is... Um, you know, what, what's next with yeah. COVID and the different variants, uh, you know, are we ever going to get it uh, completely under control or somewhat under control? And so there's, that, that's one issue. And um, uh, restaurants and hospitality seem to be on, uh, at the front that whenever anything is shut down or uh, restraints are put in, put in place, bars and restaurants seem to be the first ones considered or one of the first ones considered so you have that element and then the other element is i think there has been a shift i believe in uh you know what people do and uh you know uh i i, I think people have money but from what i've seen um i guess people have gotten used to staying at home watching the game on their big tv at home <clears throat> excuse me so um that that asks so that also has had a, an impact on, on the businesses mm -hmm. and um I, I think things will 
sort of shift back to the way they were before. Eventually, people get tired of just staying at home. You know, we, we are social beings. We like to go out and be with friends. But that's certainly, I think, probably right now, that's the, the most significant impact is that uh, people have changed their behavior. And do you think that consumers' mindsets have changed? I think you touched on a little bit, but do you think they are... Um, uh, how do you think that's affected the restaurant category and their mindset? Well, as I said, I, I think people... Um, I've talked to quite a few bar owners and where previously people would come out to watch the hockey game or the baseball game. Um, unless it's a, it's a big important game, uh, playoffs or a, a key match, they tend to stay, stay at home. They, they don't come out. We've certainly seen, I think um, a lot of bars and restaurants were closed on Mondays, but you, we're seeing a lot more of that. Uh, Sunday used to be a, um, you know, uh, a busy day. Uh, I think it's less busy. Uh, you know, mm. people have changed uh, their behavior. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. So, how would you? What kind of advice would you give a restaurant owner right now uh, during these times? Or how, what kind of advice? Because you see a lot of them and talk to a lot of them. And I guess you were just a tr did a trip up north to see a bunch of your customers in some very. Uh, small towns up north in Ontario. So what, what, what do you talk to them about and how, how, do you, uh, how do you help them with their business? Most of the bars we're in uh, are um, sort of local mm -hmm. bars. They're not chains. So um, I think they have to do what they did before, continue to do what, what they've done before. A lot of these places, it's, uh, you know, overused, but it's like uh, cheers, you know, it's, People know each other, and I think they really have to continue to develop those relationships. And I think, you know, I, I, the customer service and the friendliness of the staff is even more important to, to draw someone from sitting in front of their uh, TV at home and to come out. And I think that's what they really have to, 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 play, to play up and uh, to emphasize that aspect of, of their business. Yeah, and you must also have seen a um when you reopened a change in your customers and all of a sudden they were dying to play and they weren't able to play and they came back and played so that must have been a big change as well for them and also uh, you must have seen a big uptick all of a sudden and then it evened out probably because of them wanting to get back to things now yeah, we, you know we saw a good uptick uh, when the, uh, the the vaccine the, the passport came into play we saw a drop in, in play and, and I, all the bars and restaurants talked about that they certainly saw a drop in visitation yeah now there's this thing called the new normal everybody we've been talking about it what's your perspective on the new normal i think you have a an interesting perspective we've talked before so why don't you explain anybody what you think this new normal is all about and and if it's really there or not or or how how are you dealing with that um I, I think what the new normal be will, to a certain extent, depend on our ability to control and manage uh, COVID. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I think it's going to have uh, a bit of ebb and flow. You know, it depends. There's going to be peaks and then things get better. So it's really hard to, to say what that new norm. I believe that the, um, the, the consumer behaviors over the next 
12 to 18 months was sort of swinging back to sort of what it was before. Um, I think we, we are dealing with this, um, everybody wants to work from home or, and companies are allowing that. And I think that's a huge, huge problem because, uh, especially when you look at, um, city of Toronto, for example, that downtown core, there's so many businesses there that depend on the people being there for lunch, do some shopping at lunchtime, going for a drink after work. Uh, certainly the path system mm -hmm. underneath all those build, buildings, uh, um, they've had a, you know, it's, it's, had, it's had a terrible impact on them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I want to be careful how I, I phrase this. I think some companies are, I think, being probably too strong, irresponsible, this, you know, get people to work from home, get people from work at, from home. I think, we're, we're all in this together, overused expression, but I think part of it is we have, we, you know, you, you can't have people working from home. And I think you've seen some of the software companies, uh, office so uh, software companies are really pushing the, this, the, uh, you know, the, these types of platforms. And I, I think we got to get people back into the workplace. I think that's uh, an important drive uh, to the economy. And I think it, it's good for people to, to you know, there's dynamics of being in the office, uh, of, of working with your colleagues, as opposed to you got to you got to phone them and you got to set up a, a conference call. You got to set up a set up a video call. That, that quick exchange of ideas. You, you, you need that, and I, I think you can only do that in the office place. Well, I I would agree, and I think the problem is you have a different mindset with these younger millennials and. My wife is finding that she hires people. The first question they ask is, do you have flex time? Do you allow to work from home? And uh, a lot of, you know, companies are looking for people. There's actually a, a huge gap uh, in the hospitality and hotel and restaurant category. Uh, they're dying to find people because a lot of the people that originally worked there were laid off, middle management, and they went on to other careers and they're not coming back. So there's this huge gap of, companies needing people and people, you know, the companies are reacting to this. I think it's just, they're trying to make sure that they can have good people and have them stick around and stay with your companies. Now thinking about your company, what are you guys doing uh, to work with your staff to keep them motivated during these times? Do you, have you created any initiatives or fun things to create a nice kind of cool culture within your own organization? We have sales reps, but the actual office staff, we're a small group, we're yep. about uh, 10 to 12 people. So it, it certainly makes it easier to, uh, you know, the communications, uh, getting together, trying to have some fun. We've got a couple things coming up. Uh, you know, we're having a, a cocktail contest. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we certainly have the advantage of being, being a small uh should I say intimate group of people or, you know, we all been working together for a long time. So we're just sort of continuing what we're doing before and, and trying to get people engaged. And, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time in the office, so you might as well try to have some fun in the midst <laughs> of all the work. Yeah, that's true. Now I want to just ask you something. So you, you run an organization. What's, what kind of advice would you give uh, other CEOs out there uh, in terms of how to get back to work and what's next and, in this whole COVID situation? Um, I think you have to try to stay 
as much as you can true to yourself. When I say yourself, the, the corporation, the culture, um, uh, you know, there are obviously external factors and you have to take those into consideration and um, make adjustments as a result of what's going on. But I think you have to sort of stay true to yourself and who you are. And uh, I think if you go too far away from that, um, you might have some short-term results, but I think long-term, I think that it doesn't work. Yeah. So stay true to you, who, you know, who your organization really is. I think that's good advice. And um, I think a lot of organizations are, are trying to do that, but they're getting pushback from their employees. And, and that's really, you have to be able to manage through that and manage through their feelings and their anxiety about the, the, uh, the, the pandemic itself. Um, one of the other things that has really affected a lot of organizations is this whole idea of people's mental health. And um, so what, uh, have you guys done anything internally in the organization to help people through this? Uh, um, I, I don't think we've done any, uh, for lack of a better word, programs or anything like that. Yeah. I, 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 I certainly try to be cognizant of it. And um, again, I think one of the benefits of all of us being in the office place, I, I think it's much easier to monitor and see uh, a change in the person's uh, outlook, their moods, et cetera, et cetera. So I think um, because we're small, because we're all together, I, I think um, we benefit from that as opposed to a, a large corporation where so many employees are working remotely and then uh, that becomes much more problematic. Mm, I see. Now, if you had a crystal ball and you thought about the year from now, what do you think things are going to look like out there? What do you think the restaurant category is going to look like? And what do you think your business is going to be? What hopefully what will be, how do you think things are going to be a one year from right now? Um, I, I, th I think things will be better. Yeah. I think things will be you know, closer to what they were before, as far as what people's behavior and, and uh, uh, you know, how much time people spend out, out of their homes, how much time people spend in the office, uh, going to bars and restaurants, I, th I think we'll be closer to what we were before March of uh, 2020, but um, we won't be there. And I, I, I don't know if we'll ever be at that, at, at that point again, but I think we'll be much closer. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, people I've been talking to are, are saying the same type of thing. So Tony, you know, I wanna thank you for today. I think it was a good discussion. Uh, you guys have been, th been through a lot. I mean, you're in the category where the business had to shut right down and then get back to sort of operating again. Uh, and I think you guys have been able to manage through that really well. And I really think the efforts you've done through uh, if your philanthropic efforts by giving back to the community that you serve has been tremendous. And the, so the Restaurant and Bar Fund is just a, a great initiative that you've put together. So is there anything you'd like to leave us today in terms of one last thing you'd want everybody to think about before going into this holiday season? And uh... The only thing I would say is that um, uh, as much as the bars and restaurants appreciate the uh, pickup of uh, food and the delivery of food. 
they don't make anywhere as much money because of all the costs. So I would really encourage people to, to go out, uh, take precautions. But I think, uh, again, something you, you, we've talked about mental health. Part of that is to, to go out, be with friends, go to bars and restaurants. Uh, I think it's good for the individual and that it's critical to these businesses. Uh, they need you to come in through their doors and order some food or some drinks, have, have some fun. That's right. So uh, Tony's been talking about, he's from Gotskill, a little bit about this, uh, get, get, encouraging everybody to still get out and get out and celebrate and get out to the restaurants and support the community. And I want to thank you today for your time, Tony. Uh, this is the What's Your Story podcast. We've been talking to Tony Caravello, the CEO and president of Gotskill, a company that does gaming, uh, skill-based gaming uh, in a lot of different restaurants in Ontario. And uh, this is the What's Your Story podcast, and we're located on Google Podcasts, on Spotify Podcast, as well as iTunes and National Radio Public. So I want to thank you today. This is Ron Coughlin uh, with Brandon, and this is the What's Your Story podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tony.